Hello, I'm Daniel. This is my podcast, Sharpening the Mind. I am a meditation teacher and also a labor activist in Kansas City, Missouri. I teach classes in meditation and Buddhism at the Rime Buddhist Center, as well as a few other places. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Hello. Today, we are going to talk about using ultimate reality for transformation. Using ultimate reality for transformation. And if that sounds really heavy and big to you, that's because it is. So, if you struggle to understand these teachings, that's okay. I struggle to understand them too, actually. But that being said, we can have this in mind so that when we're in a place where we're ready to really understand it, we will. But I'm going to explain it as well as I can, okay? As well as I can. So, there's this Lojong slogan, and again, uh, the Lojong teachings are just a list of uh, proverbs that we hope to be able to bring to mind when we need them, Okay? And there's a Lojong slogan on this subject, and I'm going to tell you what it is. It is, meditating on the appearances of confusion as the four kayas is the unsurpassed protection of emptiness. So, if we see our confusion as the four kayas, and I'll talk about what those are, then we have protection from our suffering. Emptiness, awareness of emptiness will protect us from our suffering. Um, Kentrell Lodrote says, and I quote, we suffer because we don't know the true nature of phenomena. All appearances are the result of this delusion. We believe things to be what they are not and we suffer. In relation to these perceptions, it's like a dream. So, He's saying our lack of clarity, our lack of understanding about the world around us makes us suffer. And I, I mean, I think that's true. I think we suffer when we're confused and we suffer when we see things as important that are not, maybe. So, kaya, what is this word kaya? K-A-Y-A. It has connotations of dimension, form, or body. Not a physical body, but a body of qualities, okay? Whew, right? This is heavy stuff. So, I'm going to tell you uh, what the four kayas are, and then I'm going to try to unpack them. But first, I'm going to tell you what they are. Each of the kayas has a name, so the uh, they are Dharmakaya, Nimanakaya, Sambhogakaya, and Svabhavakaya. So, um, those are their names. So, so in the book, The Power of Mind by Kentrell Lodrote, he says, and I quote, Appearances do not exist as we perceive them. By re- relaxing in this recognition of the empty nature of appearances, The mind is free of clinging to a perceiver and perceived. It is free from any fixed reference point. In that moment, everything in its entirety is experienced as empty essence or dharmakaya, 
the absolute dimension. End quote. So this is supposed to be where we are free of a fixed reference point. So if we can get this state of mind where where we don't say I'm hungry, but instead we just recognize that hunger is happening. That sounds really big, right? So I'll move on. That was That's how he explains Dharmakaya. I'll move on. So next is Nirmanakaya. And he says, and I quote, The mind that perceives and the objects it experiences are both empty, but that does not mean perception cease to appear. The very nature of appearance is emptiness. While being empty by nature, these appearances continue to occur and are experienced. This is called Nirmanakaya, the dimension of manifestation. So it, it sort of makes me think of like an almost there state of mind, like an almost there, like you're on your way. Like you're on your way. Like a, like a second stage, like there's some kind of clarity and a basic grasp of the situation, okay? Some kind of clarity and a basic grasp of, of reality. So... Sambhogakaya, on Sambhogakaya, he says this, and I quote, The appearance is empty, and emptiness is the appearance. Appearances and emptiness are timelessly one and the same. This primordial unity is referred to as Sambhogakaya, the dimension of enjoyments. What is that, right? Appearances and emptiness are the same? That's the teaching. This bridges the gap between Appearance, appearance and emptiness. So, uh, Sambhogakaya is like the bridge between Dharmakaya and Nirmanakaya. The bridge between appearance and, and emptiness. And so, Svabhavakaya, on this, he says, and I quote, Though we speak of these four kayas as if they are different things, they are in fact indivisible. We call this svabhavakaya, the dimension of oneness. Think about it in terms of exploring the nature of a house. When we recognize the nature of a house as being empty of inherent existence, we know it's dharmakaya. The house cannot be established as real, yet it continues to appear, which is nirmanakaya. When we recognize that the house and its empty nature are indivisible, that's the Sambhogakaya. These dimensions are not three separate things, but one single essence. Svabhavakaya. When we recognize emptiness, we directly experience the four kayas. During adversity, if we rest in meditative absorption, that hardship becomes the cause for recognizing true nature. This is called transforming adversity to the path. And so he goes on to recap. In the recap, he says, and I quote, Transforming the mind using the view of ultimate bodhicitta is a simple practice. Whenever you encounter something unwanted, stop focusing on what's making you upset. Stop thinking about what isn't right and drop your justifications for your reactions. Look at your response and the unpleasant sensation you're feeling. Focus on that emotional state. 
then look directly at its essence and rest your mind. Allow your mind to utterly relax in that moment. Take control of your negative emotions by seeing them for what they really are. So the lesson, if, if we can grasp it, and I know this, this is a bit harder to grasp than a lot of these other teachings, I think. But the lesson is that all suffering can be transformed. If we recognize ultimate, the ultimate nature of our suffering, it can be resolved immediately. But as long as we don't have that ability, and I don't, we can work to resolve our difficulties with relative bodhicitta practices, with less uh, extreme practices, such as Tonglen, or reflecting on patience. Those are the practices we can do now. But that being said, uh, this is sort of aspirational. This is what we're trying to get to. A feeling of oneness. Feeling of oneness. Okay? So... The reason that um, reflecting on the four kayas is, can be useful to us and can protect us is because when we realize more about how our mind functions and our state of being, then we can realize what is coming in that maybe we don't need to respond to so extremely. So this, this slogan might seem really obscure and really hard, but it's about our absolute true nature. And it's about understanding our minds and studying and watching our minds with our practice. And when we do that, we can hopefully get some understanding of emptiness, of the empty nature of the mind, and our manifestation in this world. The truth is that as we continue to practice mindfulness and vigilant guard or mindfulness and awareness, the confusion that we have all the time, we can start to let that go. And this understanding of emptiness is really helpful to us because it cuts into the, the solidity of the beliefs we have. And why is that helpful? Well, it's helpful because we can learn how to let go of the beliefs that don't serve us very well. We can learn how to let go of those. And that's really important. That's an important thing to do because those beliefs that don't serve us very well, well, they do make us suffer. They do make us suffer. So let's talk about how we can reflect on using ultimate reality. I'm going to read to you a passage from The Power of Mind by Kentrel Lodrote. Here it is. And I quote, When you encounter something you don't like, pause. Bring to mind the wisdom insight that sees the true nature of reality. Depending on your personal understanding and experience, there are multiple methods for practicing ultimate bodhicitta. No one size fits all. You could apply the more experiential approach of looking directly at the essence of the mind that feels dislike, or you could go through the full process of investigating its nature. Utilize the advice given in this section. After any recollection of true nature, allow the mind to rest for a moment. 
to more fully assimilate the wisdom. So um, that's it for today. Kind of a short one. I hope this talk has been helpful. Thank you for listening and have a good day.